I personally spend about an hour of unblocked time in the sun every single day. Ideally, when the weather's nice, I would like that number to be closer to two. And by unblocked, I mean I have as much skin showing as possible that's appropriate, and I'm not wearing any sunblock. Hey there, my name is Wendy, and I'm an environmental toxins lawyer who is obsessed with showing women how to toss the toxins out of their life and embrace a more holistic lifestyle. I'll be dishing up bite-sized but binge-worthy episodes on all things detox, low toxin. What's that toxin? And what is it really doing to my health? I'm breaking it all down for you, separating the myths from the facts and pulling back the curtain on the products and beauty industry. You'll hear my unfiltered and sometimes unpopular, but honest opinions. No topic is off limits. We'll dive into what's really causing our thyroid issues, hormone imbalances, infertility, and more. Think of it as a crash course for all things holistic living, but for real life. You don't have to do everything. You just have to start somewhere. Let me show you how. This is the Detox Dilemma Podcast. Welcome to episode 16 of the Detox Dilemma Podcast. I am your host, Wendy. So today we're going to have a really open conversation about a topic that I feel like, especially as the weather's getting warmer and everyone's talking about sunshine and warm weather and going to the pool and sunscreen. And that also means that the conversation that comes back every single year about what is safe sun exposure, does sunscreen cause cancer, does the sun heal all things? And I think this is a topic that people Google the shit out of and the results that they get back are super confusing. If you have tried to research this topic for any length of time, you probably see that there are bloggers and holistic health practitioners talking about how sunscreen itself causes cancer, that the consumption of seed oils like canola oil or wearing sunglasses during the day is what really causes sunburns and how the sun can heal all the diseases. And then you will also find an equal amount of posts debunking all of those things and dermatologists in the news media telling you that you need to wear sunscreen 24-7 and that you should never go out in the sun without it, and that chemical sunscreens are safe and effective, and you should avoid the sun whenever possible in order to reduce your risk of melanoma. And here's what I think about that. I think that both of those narratives are extreme and dangerous, and I think they're causing health problems. They're confusing everybody. So I'm just going to dive right in, and I'm going to ruffle some feathers on both sides of this topic. So that's what this episode is all about. Finding the truth in the middle. I'm going to tell you what the very, very large body of published data actually says about sun exposure and cancer risks and health outcomes and what you need to know about how to choose your sunscreen wisely. And I've even got some safe sun hacks coming your way. First off, let me start by sharing that I personally spend about an hour of unblocked time in the sun every single day. Ideally, when the weather's nice, I would like that number to be closer to two. And by unblocked, I mean I have as much skin showing as possible that's appropriate, and I'm not wearing any sunblock. Now, the vast majority of that time in the sun are during morning hours and early evening hours. And if I'm going to go spend any amount of time outside between the hours of 11 and 4, which I live in Virginia on a lake, so that's kind of where our latitude is. That's like peak sun time. 
then I will absolutely wear a toxin-free mineral-based sunscreen on my exposed skin. So I think it is equal parts important that you are getting unblocked time outside with the sun on your skin and coming in your eyes in the morning or early evening hours, but that you are also being very safe during those peak UV exposure times when you're outside to ensure that you don't burn. So why do I say it's so important to get that unblocked time in? It's because there is overwhelming evidence that tells us that there are a multitude of health benefits of UV sun exposure and that the health risks of not getting unblocked sunshine are equally as significant. See, sunlight sets your circadian rhythm of our cells and our skin has super smart cellular messengers in it that respond to UV rays and is responsible for regulating everything in our body from our immune system, endocrine system, all of our hormones, serotonin production, and so much more. It literally fuels our entire body. And our body's creation of vitamin D is a powerful and necessary byproduct of that unblocked UVB exposure. And I know what you're thinking. Well, sun exposure equals melanoma. But did you know that melanoma is much more prevalent in indoor workers than outdoor workers and is found more in people who have intermittent sun exposure and sunburns than those who have regular exposure? According to the World Health Organization, excessive UV exposure and sunburns account for 0.1% of the total global burden of disease. However, a disease burden to the tune of 3.3 billion annually results from not enough UV exposure. Sunburns are linked to skin cancer, but regular non-burning moderate sun exposure is linked to a significant decrease in all cancers, including breast cancer, colon cancer, lung, prostate, as well as other things like hypertension, heart disease, autoimmune disorders, diabetes, and even Alzheimer's. And then there's this, regular moderate sunshine exposure and higher levels of vitamin D are shown to decrease, not increase the risk of melanoma. So what does that mean in layman's terms in real life? It means that people that are getting regular appropriate UVB sun exposure unblocked are at lower risk of melanoma than people who avoid the sun, who are blocked all of the time and don't get any UV sun exposure. And then they'll go out in the sun, you know, once or twice or maybe three times. And because their skin has not been exposed to this regular UV, they'll burn, their skin will react and those people become higher risk for melanoma. And it's not just cancer risk. An increase in regular moderate UV exposure also coincides with a decrease in things like multiple sclerosis, Alzheimer's, diabetes, preterm birth, risk of viral infections, asthma, lung development, eczema, irritable bowel syndrome. And interestingly, I actually found a lot of data on better outcomes of babies who are born to moms that get more UV sun exposure than moms who didn't. And all of this isn't even taking into consideration all the data that's out there on things like depression. Okay, so if regular sunshine is good for you and sunburns are bad for you, then what is the right amount of smart skin exposure? 
If you're somebody who has been avoiding the sun at all costs, because that's, you know, what you were told, it's what a lot of people are told, start to build your tolerance to the sun slowly. Start with going out every morning, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, slowly during the morning, and then slowly start to spend more time outside. And of course, if it's during peak times, cover up, put on some sunscreen. I also use an app called Dminder. Dminder will actually take a look at the temperature and where the sun is in relation to where you are from a latitude perspective. And you can actually put on a timer and it will tell you when you've reached your peak vitamin D and before you are going to burn and it will alert you. So I actually use Dminder quite often if I know I'm going to be in the sun. If you're anything like me, switching to a natural deodorant was the most difficult toxin-free swap. I think when all was said and done after doing all the pit detoxes I found on the internet and trying over 15 toxin-free brands, I was left, well, stinky. I needed something that worked. Some legit just did not work at all. And some used too much baking soda that while I didn't stink, it eventually left a nasty rash. Not fun. But then along came Primally Pure, and it worked great. I smell amazing and no rashes. And now it's my favorite deodorant and my entire family uses it. My husband prefers the charcoal version, and I'm obsessed with the citrus vanilla. But if you've struggled to find a natural deodorant that works, you're going to want to give this a try. Hop on over to www.detoxyourpits.com and use discount code WendyCatherine at checkout for 10% off. Okay, so let's say it's going to be a fun pool day or a beach day and you and your family are going to go out in the sun and you need a good quality toxin-free sunscreen. What is the difference between a chemical sunscreen and a physical sunscreen? So physical sunscreens, which are often referred to as mineral sunscreens, contain either titanium dioxide or zinc oxide, and they work by physically reflecting the radiation before it even penetrates your skin. Now, chemical sunscreens don't reflect them. They actually absorb the UV radiation with their chemical bonds. And the majority of sunscreens on the market are chemical sunscreens, although that is slowly starting to change. The active ingredients you'll find in these is usually things like oxybenzone, octanoxate, octosalate, homosalate, and avobenzone. There are other ones, but those are kind of the main ones that you'll typically see if you're shopping like in a store. And the biggest issue with sunscreens that are made of chemicals, those active ingredients are that chemical sunscreen, is that they are absorbed into your body quickly. They are highly absorbent. They are found on the skin and in your blood weeks after it's no longer been used. And several studies have detected them, the ingredients in breast milk and in urine samples. And so we know that not only do these chemicals absorb the UV, that's what they're intended for, but all of those chemicals are also being absorbed into your bloodstream and very quickly. So a few years back in 2019, the FDA announced that They had taken a look at all of the sunscreen ingredients and had looked at the studies that showed them showing up in breast milk and how quickly it got into the bloodstream. And they said that they could only classify two ingredients, zinc oxide and titanium dioxide, which are those mineral sunscreens that I was talking about. Those were the only two they could classify as safe and effective. And all of those other chemical sunscreen ingredients, they could not say that they were safe. 
And they directed the sunscreen manufacturers and they said, you are required to come back to us, the FDA, and show us your safety data and prove to us that these ingredients are safe. And to date, that hasn't happened yet. But there is a ton of data showing that those active ingredients in chemical sunscreens are hormone disruptors. So they operate very similarly to a phthalate in a fragrance or a paraben. They will block They will mimic your hormones and they will cause hormone imbalance, which then leads to all the different issues that we see in infertility, thyroid disorders, autoimmune, all the things that are related to hormone imbalance. So the best way to protect yourself is to buy a mineral-based sunscreen and then also ensure that not just the active ingredients are mineral-based, but that the rest of the ingredients in that sunscreen also don't contain things like parabens fragrance, PEGs, phenoxyethanol. And if you want to learn more about why you should avoid fragrance, go ahead and go back and listen to episode two, where I go really in depth on what is in fragrance, what we don't know is in fragrance and what it does to your hormones. I have all of my favorite, completely clean, toxin-free mineral sunscreens on my shopping guide under the, I think it's the outdoor category. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the outdoor category. If you go into my shopping guide at www.toxinfreeshoppingguide.com, I have all of my favorite toxin-free products that have been fully vetted by me listed there, and you can find all of my favorite sunscreens. Okay. So now you know if you're going to be out in the sun in the middle of the day, you should probably have a mineral sunscreen. But what about SPF? Let's talk about sun protection factor just for a second. The United States is actually one of the few places where companies can advertise and market SPF over 50. A lot of countries don't even allow companies to do that. Australia actually prohibits the sale of sunscreen any higher than SPF 30. European and Japanese laws cap sunscreen marketing at SPF 50. And in Canada, I believe it's 50 plus. In 2011, all the way back in 2011, the FDA proposed a regulation that would prohibit labeling anything higher than SPF 50 in the United States, and the industry pressure and relentless lobbying made them back off. But they put out a statement saying that there is a lack of data showing that sunscreens with SPF values above 60 provide any meaningful clinical benefit. In other words, you're probably wasting your money. I am actually going to take this one step further and make a claim that if you're using a sunscreen over SPF 50, it's probably more harmful than helpful. And here's why. A sunscreen's SPF rating has nothing to do with exposure to UVA rays. As the SPF increases, the ratio of UVA protection decreases. So SPF 50 plus sunscreens suppress sunburns and allow for longer UVA-induced damage, like suppression of the immune system and harmful free radicals. So the higher the SPF, the lower the UVA protection. It also gives people false confidence, and I've seen this for myself. I think that people think if they put on an SPF 100, then they can stay outside for 100 minutes. I've heard that. That's not a thing. And I know people that put on SPF 100 and they stand out or swim out or spend all day in the sun for eight hours, and they think that it's okay because they're wearing SPF 100. I also think it's false advertising. I mean, SPF 30 will give you 97% UVB protection. 
and SPF 50 gives you 98%, and then SPF 100 gives you 99%. So we're talking very, very small percentages of difference. But when you look at the numbers 30 to 100, you in your head, that feels like it would make a really big difference, and it doesn't. And if you're somebody who is still using chemical sunscreens, higher SPF products require higher concentrations of those sun filtering toxic chemicals that I talked about. And so many of those ingredients are found in higher concentrations in the higher SPF products. But you're going to avoid those chemical sunscreens anyway. And as far as some of those myths, like if you wear sunglasses, you're more likely to burn That is actually true. I did find some interesting research on this. So you should try that. If you're out in the sun for a really long period of time, try taking the shades off. This is also a good tip for those of you that are outside in that morning sun. You don't want to wear sunglasses. You want to make sure the sun can actually come into your eyes. That piece is actually necessary for things to be triggered, like your circadian rhythm and your hormone production. You really need the sun to come into your eyes. So make sure you're doing that. So another myth is that consuming a lot of seed oils like canola oil or vegetable oil, which is really terrible for you, by the way, you should not be cooking with seed oils. I actually have an entire episode coming up on seed oils. You want to do coconut or 100% avocado oil or cook with butter or ghee, but you really want to avoid those vegetable oils, which are called seed oils in the vernacular of the social media world. But basically it just means that they are high in omega-6s. And actually the problem with these when it comes to sunburns and being out in the sun is that these high omega-6 oils can cause inflammation by increasing oxidative stress on your skin cells. So when there's too much inflammation in your skin, it can cause skin cells to become more sensitive to UVA rays. So actually it's not a myth. I know, crazy, right? So avoid those seed oils. So there you have it. Now you know. Now you know what the data actually says. You can stop Googling the crap out of this and be safe knowing that morning and evening sun exposure is really important to your health for a variety of reasons. And if you're going to be out in the sun for long periods of time in the middle of the day when the sun's really high and there's a lot of UV radiation, then get yourself some toxin-free mineral sunscreen. It used to be that they were cakey and white and they didn't go on well. And that's just not the case anymore. There's some really fantastic brands out there. And you've also learned that some of those myths about sunglasses and seed oils aren't actually myths after all. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Detox Dilemma podcast. I'll see you back here next week. And my hope for you as always is that your life is getting just a little bit less toxic.